Burbs, of course, with William Shatner now. Steve Fines, good morning to you. Good morning. Good to see you. Well, can't say the same, but hello. I love what he wants <laughs> to talk about today. I wouldn't have thought of this in a million years. Let's just call it Crofts versus Dufts. Yes. Gosh. Well, as people know, <coughs> including the listener, um, morning, this Matt. Sunday people are going to the polls, of course not many because that's how it works in Hong Kong, but to, to elect something called the Election Committee, which will consist of 2,400 people, I mean, the electing, the electors consist of 2,400 people. The election committee only consists of 1,200 people. And they are going to choose the next chief executive. Now, as you may you have going heard, to? there's been a bit of sort of, you know, this and that going on. Yes. And I've been thinking about this, and I'm I, I really trying to sort out in my mind what's going on here. But fortunately, and I think I have, this is my one competitive advantage, is I am a dog owner. And being a dog owner... I'm actually owner of three dogs. I know how dogs behave. They want to be loyal. They want to be obedient. You know, all you need to do is give them a little scratch behind the ear and they're happy as Larry. This is a factual fact. You won't hear many of those in this program. That is a factual fact. So I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, actually, this actually explains what's going on here. So you've got one Rottweiler in the contest. Rottweiler. And we're just, you know... Just for the sake of convenience, we'll call him C.Y. Rottweiler. No connection to any person's living or dead. What else you got? Then you've got this this, this really snappy pug in the business. Oh, yeah. That's and that's snappy. Is, she's a female dog. She, she's a female. She's a female dog. And she's pug, actually pug, been... Mm. She's been snapping around for a pugs long are, while. Are, actually, let's get this right. Pugs are quite nice. Well, so, so Rottweilers. Rottweilers have got a very they bad name. They can be nice. quite nice. So you've got this pug but right, with then. a slightly vicious streak oh, okay. who's been snapping away yep. for a long time. And shall we call that one, oh, I don't know, Regina Pug, why? Pug, Pug, <laughs> Regina Pug. And then, then you've got this adorable little poodle. And it's got a sort of moustache. You know how those I poodles... I don't have him as a poodle. So... <laughs> I don't have him as a poodle. But, God, this is good. You well, carry on. you've got the adorable I've got poodle. I've about this. I have him as... I don't know. Well, we'll go on. You think about it. Think, yeah, yeah, but on. we'll call him John Poodle. Now, the thing about John Poodle is he used to be this rather adorable poodle. And everybody said, oh, John, he's lovely. Oh, everybody wants to pat him on the head. And then suddenly he starts barking like the other two. And he starts going, you know, oh, I'm going to snap at the heels of that nasty man over there. So the three dogs now, mm. they, 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 they're, all, they're all being sort of, you know, they, they've all suddenly come out yapping quite big time. Now, usually... At each other. Usually that's not allowed. But the masters, and these masters come from up north where this sort of canine confrontation apparently is considered to be perfectly all right the cpca yes well the the, the national people's standing dog committee yes. um, apparently they don't mind that so they're going yeah yeah you bite each other in the ankle we'll see who draws the most blood so you've got them now fortunately in march the national people's standing dog committee yeah. are having a big dog show and it's at the end of march and at the end of March, all these, these, you know, the Poodle, the Rottweiler and what have you, I mean, assuming they survive, because between now and March is quite a long time, they're all going along to the dog show. And the judges, what I like about this dog show is the judges tend to follow the lead of the chief judge. So if the chief judge says, I like the Rottweiler, 
Most of the other judges will go, Rottweiler, oh, very good, oh, we've always liked Rottweiler, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See why Rottweiler, oh, fantastic dog. And can he lick? <laughs> so we come up to March and they're all, you know, we'll see who's still in, in, in the dog show, but it, it's, it's, from my experience of canines, I think if we look at it in this perspective, we'll see how it's all going to pan out. But- oh, and incidentally... What I like about the dog show rules is the National People's Standing Dog Show Committee, apparently, they can interpret the rules as they like. Of course you can. Just, yeah. give, them, just give them a biscuit. Yeah. They'll do whatever yeah, they like. exactly. They'll go, hey. <laughs> that is, this is quite interesting because you know very often in life certain people uh, have sports dogs. They have big fiery dogs they like do. rock fighters because they can show off. Yes, they do. I mean, incidentally... They don't have poodles. Well, they don't have poodles, but, you know, there, there's always... I mean, there is a sort of thing with poodles. They're obedient little animals. Well, actually, most but dogs are obedient. But then you get the big poodles. You do. You do get a and big you poodle. you don't mess with them. Well, this so can we have him as a big John poodle? John Poodle. John Poodle. John Poodle with a little moustache. An adorable little moustache, may, may I say, for those who, who, who think I'm being overtly critical here. Adorable little moustache is a big poodle. Correct. Listen, but he wasn't he wasn't a snappy poodle before, but he's become I, a snappy poodle. I haven't got him poodle. down as that at all, and I think this is where the jury is out. You think he's out. a sucker poodle, don't you? Well, listen, let's just say some people. I think, yeah. I think after the events of the past few days, some people would say he's been stitched up. Other people would say what you're saying. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what we're talking about is, is when the dog show took a bit of a funny turn earlier in the week. Yeah. And, and, and John Poodle said that he wouldn't bark at certain poodles... Who, who apparently are in the out, you know, the doggy out circle. And it looks as though the Rottweiler, who everybody thought would bark at everyone, went, oh, no, I wouldn't have barked at them myself. That, honestly, this is... I, I, this, you can see why people think that was a bit... Yes, stitched I, up can like a see, I can see why that conclusion could have been reached. Under under some circumstances, I got this, did I get? I'm reading. I'm reading various stuff. I've got our news going. I've got various online things going. Trying to get my head around this. And from what I gather, it was something along the lines of he was following Carrie Lamb's example or something like that. And I'm thinking, so he does what he thinks is correct, and he does. And he's what just he walked thinks, into a bloody great big hole in the road. But he also does what he thinks the bosses what he thinks the bosses think. You, you know you really how it is. Think, I mean, all, we don't know. Well, this is, this is a we're fact. We don't this, know. We're in speculation city, and in the canine world, that often happens. Oh, but, I mean, well, all I'm saying, and it really is all I'm saying, is that um, it seems highly plausible to me that, that in, in a situation where you're waiting for the phone to ring, to say yes minister when hacker's waiting for his first call from the pm it's all right john poodle you can run when you're waiting for that call and it's not as though you're you know you've left the phone for more than three seconds that day in case it does ring you may think i tell you what i'll try and tip it over the edge and i'll try and prove to the caller as opposed to the callee these are the new terms that we're using this week the caller will, will need something to persuade him it's always a him incidentally to make the call and maybe what will what will persuade him is that you say you thought I was a little licky poodle, but actually I can growl with the best of them. Well, there does come a time when whoever I'm trying to be dispassionate here. Yeah, go people on, have try to stand it. up for themselves. They can't always roll over, right? Or dogs can't always roll over. They like it. They like it. That's <laughs> they all like I'm it. saying. A little tickle on yeah, the yeah, a little on. tickle on the tummy. And that dog is yours for life. I can tell you. I've, I've never. Incidentally, I, he sock vines. Is, I don't want to be rude <laughs> about dogs because I am very keen on them. Yeah, 
Well, uh, so yeah, you. Bro- I, uh, I'll stick oh, with- incidentally, the other thing about dogs, which I think some of these Rottweilers in this competition could learn, is they're very loyal. Yes. Mm. Well, that's good. Well yeah. done. Did it? Am I going to read this in some dodgy column online? Might, I think I will because <laughs> it's taken you a week to write this one. I, it, it has been in the works. I've never taken you to task on this, but I know what we talk about on this program surfaces in <laughs> some scuzzy newspaper <laughs> column. <laughs> you know. Do you know what? Uh, do you know? I mean, ever heard? Ever since I, I became environmentally sound, I've been recycling like mad. Well, well done. So you should. So you should. Yes. I tell you what, I want to talk about now. Yes. The, um, the the glorious lions down on HSBC. Oh, you mean those lions that are now in rainbow colours? Yeah. And I think I've got this right. If you walk by them, and you, you, say you walk by them with your family, at least one member of that family, when they see the lions, becomes a homosexual. Or Did the other way around, if you touch the other lion. If you touch the other there lion... There you are, happily uh, gay, you touch the yeah, other yeah, lion and you, and you go and straight you the rugby instantly. Club. <laughs> hey, well, I, I, this is most ludicrous pile of horlicks. So we're talking about the two lions outside the HSBC bank headquarters who've been draped in, in the rainbow colours to celebrate... L, I always get the initials wrong. LBGT tolerance, or whatever. I mean... It, LGBTQ. Q. No, sir, whatever, get on. Whatever. <laughs> we, 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 anyway, it's tolerance and I'm all in favour of it. And diversity, I'm all in favour of that as well. So you've got the lions out there, dressed in these rainbow colours. And <laughs> this is unbelievable. There's actually a petition been launched, being sent This isn't to, unbelievable. This well, is as night follows day, uh, this now, petition. Well, well, all I can say is that, that Hong Kong Bank now is headquartered in London. They do this sort of thing very regularly. Yeah, but you and try every... and get them to serve you properly when you get down there. Well, no, wait a minute. If you want banking, you certainly need to go somewhere else. But on diversity, but on this issue, well perfectly done. good. They're yeah, yeah. perfectly good, and I won't have words said against them. But, I mean, you know, they do this all the time, in, in not only in London, in other places, and people go, oh, yeah, that's the bank's thing, fine. Here, they... <laughs> it's like, you know, saying, cool, the Middle Ages, that was a great time. Yeah. Let's go back to that. You know, so you've got these numbskulls who've decided that, that, you know, family values, this is the word they keep using, family values are going to be undermined by these lions appearing in the rainbow colours. And they have demanded, demanded, so that's all right, that the the, the lions go back to their former grey state. What interests me about these people is, why... Just why? I mean, you know. Well, this is if, the thing. If, why if, are we if, even if, talking about this? If, it's like, yeah, whatever. Get on with if it. You're you silly not old. gay. Or you're not bisexual or whatever. That's all right. Who cares? And if you are, that's also all right. But if I, know, it scares me though. It scares it me that if I go down that there, you're so you're so. I think you're so sexually insecure. Well, I am. You see, if I touch the wrong line and I go yeah, home and start it. listening to Barbara that's Streisand. <laughs> You, you, I, you know I touched the wrong yeah, lion. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It'd be Judy Garland before, accor- we know, before we know where you are. And according to these people, I likely would have touched it inappropriately as well. Oh, that's true. That's true. I <laughs> hadn't thought about the inappropriate touching of the lions. Because, you know, people used to sort of touch them. Lions have a rear end. Do I'm just saying. Blimey. Blimey. Who knew? Well, see, much ado about nothing. 
I think. <laughs> it's much ado about Horlicks. You know. Yeah, it really is. And But, but I mean, it is worrying that you actually have a, a... I don't know how substantial a community there are of these homophobes and I was going to say, how many people of these, these homosexuals? Oh, I, oh, it doesn't exist in Hong Kong. No, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't exist among, in China. Uh, in Chinese people, there's no, no, no tradition of it whatsoever. <clears throat> So what's going oh, on? Oh gosh, there? there's a pig just floating the, across the studio the, again. The, 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 the regulars have come up with this. Well, I mean, I, the only thing, and you know, it pains me to come all the way from Sai Kung to Kowloon Tong to say something nice about HSBC. But the only good thing that comes about this is the bank apparently is just going, yeah. Well, I'm surprised. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm surprised that they have done this. I don't really care, but I'm surprised that they've actually done it. This is well, the Reichstag Bank, and they've yes, gone all inclusive. I know, I know. But, but, you know, if you think about... It's an international bank. You think about the number of jurisdictions in which it operates, where all these issues to do with sexual diversity are kind of... They've been discussed. People don't get excited about them anymore. I mean, yeah. really. In London, where the HSBC is, is based, this discussion just isn't being held anymore because people have so got over it this is brilliant I- incidentally i mean the, the the british consulate in hong kong also has had the rainbow flag flying for for the past i don't know how long but it's certainly i when i happened to pass it recently i noticed it was there so anybody wanting to get a british visa apparently will have to be homosexual did you know that really where do yes. i sign up <laughs> and in other news lloyd's bank has become linda's bank yeah i mean <laughs> apparently gosh the developments they're coming in thick and fast i think if it i mean it's a nice it's because people have been on at them for ages i believe to just do something etc <laughs> etc et yeah and, and and it's a well-known fact that most bankers are uh, homosexual well. yeah absolutely, absolutely. we're not generalizing at we're all not generalizing I, I had no idea but so what it's a nice bit of touch they look nice yeah Actually, I mean, the idea of, of, of smartening up statues well, exactly. there, bring a bit of life to it, gosh. Exactly. But, although, of course, I approve, and I'm so, worried so, about families so they've wandering done a bit, around. They've done a bit of, you know, image building and this, that, and the other. Great, good luck to them. But if it wasn't for these nutters doing their usual stuff, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. We this. absolutely wouldn't. And, and I think most people would. I, I mean, before I realised there was a controversy about this, when I went past the bank, I just gave a wry smile, and I thought, oh, <laughs> Good on you, boys. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I thought nothing else, you, you'd hear no, not another word. Have you phoned oh, them up recently? They've... I forgot. I forgot I was living in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> They've got new on-hold telephone music, and it goes like Thursday morning with Steve Vines. Well, I'm still here. Um, and, and remarkably, I, I, I mean, we, we were talking earlier, before the break indeed, about various things, about, you know, how you turn gay if you see a... <laughs> rainbow-coloured statue of a well-known, well-known, well-known scientific fact but you know sometimes you think you can't make stuff up and then you go to Ledgeco and you alight on the latest cunning scheme to oh, solve on, there's, there's the, the... I know, I know, I know, I know, we're sport for choice, but I just picked one at random because it's a Thursday morning on, and, then. you know, it seemed topical. So we have Paul Chair. No, who's, Kalel Chair. Yeah. Oh, Kalel. Kalel, that's his real name for, on Krypton. Oh, OK. Yeah. Kalel Chair, who was beamed down from from Planet Zog, or, or wherever it is he, he lives when he's not in Ledgeco, and he said, you know, there's this, this, this really big housing crisis for young people, and I've got a solution. Right. <laughs> Send them up a chimney. Send them up a chimney. But before they go up the chimney, you know, they could join the army. 
Oh, and no, then but... they can go and live in dormitories. But you know what happens and... in dormitories? Oh, whoa. Eight, eight, eight. oh yeah, particularly those rainbow-coloured dormitories. That's oh, let's, right. let's not go there. But anyway, I mean, you know, there is a serious problem here. This is news to me, so I'm just going to listen. Go on. All right, well, it was news to me that it's going to be solved by, by putting these kids in the army. But, I mean... We don't have one. Oh, yeah, we sort of do, Well, there's the People's Liberation Army. There's that small body of men. And and yet again, you know, this is... is, Paul Chair is aiming to become a more prominent figure in the pro-government Oh, he's quite prominent already. He's quite prominent already, (laughs) but, you know, he's trying to consolidate his position and he thinks, oh, what will the bosses like to hear? What will the bosses... Ah, yes, they'll like to hear that people can be patriotic enough to join the People's Liberation Army. I mean, as if... I mean, it, of course, it's not even vaguely serious, and it's not. Well, even it's easy. They're making sensible. it easy for them. They're giving them a special dispensation to have a premises for these youth club, club. You know, that's true. And they do have a lot of empty buildings, and I, I am sure they have a lot of empty dormitories here. So, on on the one grounds, I shouldn't criticise him. It's perfectly logical. On the other grounds, it's total horlicks. I mean, you know, what what actually appalls me about this is that this ghastly form of snivelling. Uh, flag-waving and patriotism is now being substituted for dealing with real issues. There is an enormous housing crisis in Hong Kong. This is true. There is an almost cast-iron impossibility for, for a young family of modest means to be able to own their own home. And instead of actually dealing with it, dealing with a real problem in a real way, and not faffing around with... with you know the latest measures to to, to 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 change the taxation system you have these sort of bonkers suggestions oh well we'll solve it by putting them all in the army i mean it, if it wasn't so pathetic and and hysterically funny it would actually be quite worrying but you know um i'm sure paul chair has a fabulous career ahead of him as a as a um no, no, let me think of an adjective that you can actually use on the radio. But, but what would happen... As a, as a bootlicker. What would happen there? What would happen there? Right, if you want to be in that, that army, you've got to speak Mandarin, not everybody does. Well, I think they could probably learn the Mandarin and they could probably do the basic training, but, you know... And then there's the silly haircut. There's the silly haircut. Well, there is that, yes. Got the haircut. By the so way... I keep forgetting that. What, what's the vibe about this whole thing in Singapore, for instance? They, they still have national service? They do. Right. Compulsory. So what, how, how's, you know, in this day well, and age, you know, what It's do interesting think about in that? Singapore. One of the reasons they maintain national service... Uh, this is a bit of a, a, a segue, I believe they're called. Yes, those armoured cars... <laughs> they're not ours. They're not ours. They just yeah, happen to be yeah, there in a bunk yeah. bag of and crisps we want them on back, a boat. Incidentally, yeah. no. But in, in, in Singapore, one of the reasons they maintain national service is to they, which is kind of true, is that that it's the one place where the three races of Singapore, Chinese, Malays, and Indians, actually are in the same organisation and are on, on an equal footing, and and they regard it as an important weapon of. Um, national integration okay. and a lot of Singaporeans I know say actually when they were in the army was the first time they were in close proximity with people of another race mm. and and you know the army also of course of course has a defence function I mean Singapore's a very small place but nobody seriously believes that if Indonesia with its hundreds of millions of people suddenly turned on Singapore in, in uh, a military fashion yeah singapore would have much chance for survival so you know it's, it's well, a, hopefully it's, in this day and age you shouldn't even have to say that although stupid me it's looking more and more like well, it. i mean god you know there's all sorts of things we thought it was safe not to say anymore and just don't seem to be the no, case it doesn't 
I mean, very ugly scenes in, in, in Indonesia at the moment. This sort of backlash against the governor of Jakarta uh, seems to be purely on, on racial grounds that he's Chinese. Well, I mean, Steve, go back to 1998. I mean, that was the... That was the basis of that whole riot horrible as it was it was an anti-chinese thing it always is well, well a lot of it well, was well, you, you saw those i mean in the 19 1960s it actually was overtly yeah uh, uh, um, rights against the the chinese population I, I i mean i was there then i don't there was some of that i don't actually i mean this was the getting rid of Suharto. I I, yeah. I, I I think no I, I'm, I'm not do you think entirely that it comes sure down that's to a, fair it very often will come down to like a lowest common denominator when it comes when it's really like defcon one it's you know re- red alert time when people do segregate into their actual ethnicities sometimes well, you you would hope that we'd moved on from that I sort of naively believe that perhaps we had I'm very unsure about that oh well um, I am I'm really wondering how this is going to pan out. I mean, you see, again, just talking across Asia, I mean, you see how in in Malaysia, where you have an embattled prime minister who has grasped for the old racist cudgels to defend himself. Oh, let's not talk about corruption in the government. Let's talk about the fact that we are Malays and we don't want those horrible Chinese people undermining us. You know, every time you think it's safe... <laughs> to, to to walk along the high the high the high ridges. Someone says, "Look, there's a gutter and a gully down there, and we'd all much, be much happier down there." Well, more times than not, when you hear about <laughs> agro in these countries, this is what it's about. Yeah, I know, I know, and I mean, you know, I mean, of course, we, we ought to stress that that living in Hong Kong, the great difference is that it, it's a ninety-eight or whatever percent you like to call i don't never know what the real figures are but we'll say it's an overwhelmingly majority chinese population so playing the ethnic card here isn't really going to work well, although get I some noticed, mileage out of it <laughs> i was going to say i noticed that the that the, the democratic alliance for the betterment of hong kong have 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 decided that because you know they kind of run out of things to do and they really have run out of things to do because they, they don't even know, they haven't even got orders of who to vote for in the coming chief executive election. They've decided that, oh, I'll tell you what, we, we, can, we, can, we can talk about those nasty refugee seekers in Hong Kong. So I, I don't know if you've noticed. Internment camps. Lock well, them, lock them up. too good for them. Um, you know, I don't know whether you've noticed, but a number of their legislators have been trying to make the running on that. Um, you know, these people are lower than filth. They really are. This is... People who are seeking asylum in Hong Kong, gosh, I'm sure that all of them uh, are, are not at the same level of oppression. And some of them may be, oh, my God, actually economic migrants. Who's ever heard of that in a place like Hong Kong? Um, and then in other news, we hear that, um, you know, world anti-trafficking bodies have pop, popped their microscope on Hong Kong. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, you have a, a, a totally stupid system here of dealing with asylum seekers which is to say oh you're not allowed to work and incidentally you're a burden on the state put those two together and and work out whether there's an answer somewhere this is a really intricate area it is i I, I mean it is very difficult i don't don't doubt it for one moment but i do know that the way it's being handled here is just not right and is in fact I mean, as these people have said from the United Nations, I mean, it it, it is it is an attack on on the humanity of these people. It's very bad. Mm. How you think about it? Why would these people, for whatever reason, come here? Why do they want? They don't want to go. Surely, ah, oh, let take me to Hong Kong, please. Yes, I can't imagine they do. Well, you know, people. The, the majority of people who escape their countries 
are either in real fear of persecution or they are get-up-and-go type of people. I mean, you look at these waves of immigration into Europe at the moment. These are going to be very valuable people in those societies if they would be allowed in at the moment. The populist right have, have decided this is the absolute perfect vehicle to elevate themselves into power. Well, careful with that, that's all I'm saying. I tell you, it's really weird. The world, the world seems to be going retrograde. People use words like medieval when they're talking about stuff that's going down in West Asia. And yeah. back here, not quite medieval, but uh, Lechko is going Salem 1692 to 3. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's on a good day. Thinking witch hunts, That's on a good it? day. I know. And, and incidentally, today we should be hearing the result of the trial um, in which policemen are uh, um, no. accused of assaulted Ken Jung. And, and you have to laugh. I mean, of course, we don't want to make any subjudicy comments here, so we can only talk about evidence that was presented to the court. But one of the defendants in the trial's lawyer said, well, he was only there, that particular policeman was only there to to protect protect the defendant. He's the referee. I thought, I thought that... If he was there to protect... Does that mean that nothing was... Ha- he was protecting him from an assault that wasn't taking place? does that place? mean the defendant was actually there? Well... Or not. And then you've got... <laughs> and then you've got the allegation that... Um, or, 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 the, or the suggestion by the, their defence lawyers that, that the video which shows the policeman... Uh, allegedly shows the policeman beating up Gen Jung. Actually, they were beating up somebody else entirely. So that's all right, then. Somebody else entirely. So that's all right, then. <laughs> Okay, I mean, you know, it seems to me this defence that they're running, um, it's up to the uh, judge and the jury to decide whether they believe them, but if I was sitting in a court today, I'd think, gosh, this is an interesting form of defence. This is different. This is different. (laughs) Or, or, or as we like to say, this is brave. Allegedly. There's (laughs) there's, there's one more thing that I've just... So, talking of witch hunts, it seems like the old uh, CAD thing is really blowing up. There's looking looking for the whistleblowers. Yes, yes. I mean, if in doubt... Here we go again. If in doubt, and we're talking about the new air traffic control system and and the uh, Civil Aviation Department, who, who, who... have now kind of given up saying that it's a brilliant system. But what they want to do is find the person who's blowing the whistle, or maybe persons, I Forget I the invisible aeroplanes, let's nail forget, somebody. Forget the fact the system doesn't work. Let's, let's conduct a witch hunt in the department to find out who it is who's exposing the problem. Gosh, that's a really brave and decisive action. Well, We're we, not going to fix the problem, but we are going to fix the people who are telling you about the problem. Which completely... Think about that for more I'm than three to. nanoseconds <laughs> and you'll think, gosh. But this is a new culture here. Well, it's also... Um, uh, it, it also reflects the absolutely ghastly bureaucratic mindset in Hong Kong. Is it if we have, a, if we have a sacrificial if, lamb, it's over next, please? Or, is that what it's or about? it is, we have made a decision... We have consulted experts, and we are right. Oh, you mean it's not working? No, no, we are right. We've already made that decision, mm. but it's still not working. Oh, well, we've called in a team of experts, and they say independent it's all right. Independent experts with our boss on the panel. Independent experts. I keep forgetting the word independent. They are independent experts. But the really important thing is to find honest, hard-working traffic controllers who are worried about the system and fire them. 